but yeah, but I'm back in the closet here, not in a homosexual way, but because the, <laughs> the audio is allegedly better when you're in a closet. It's a combined space, but here we are, it's January 9th, Friday. Hey! There he is! This is his Dirk. Alrighty, here we go. And I just realized I muted you guys because I thought I was hearing myself, but I realized... I was just trying to say that Jackson, this is Jackson's uh, Dirk Nowitzki in the finals. This is his or his Michael Jordan flu game. This is his. Version. You just said that because you just recently watched the Secret Vase sinus infection. Yeah, but like that's a Michael Jordan flu game. Like that's what it is. That's what he's doing right now. He's toughing out, being sick to be here. I know he's he's <laughs> he's, he's he's putting the sinus strips on. He's popping a bunch of yeah, Sudafed. Exactly. He's got the. He, he might have a sinus. Are you wearing a Gamecock shirt? Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> <laughs> Go Rock Ox, baby. Rock Ox. What happened to Spencer Rattler? He ended up having a decent year at the end of it. He, yeah, they ended up uh, taking down, who was it, uh, Kentucky. Is he a draft prospect he or no? and they Clemson. Be... Is, he a draft, is he still a first-round pick? LSU. LSU. Is Spencer LSU. Rattler a first-round pick? No. Close, yeah, no. <laughs> Second, third? Maybe. What are you in uh... – What's Harry Potter? What what is he in? Like the uh, the under the stairs? What is that where you are right now? Oh no, I'm not, that's funny. I'm in a I'm in the closet though. I am in a closet. You remember where I used to record in the closet when I would stay here? Been waiting for you to come out for a while, but I know I, mean, I was thinking about the R. Kelly. Um, I step into yeah. the closet. I so pull out my Beretta. He, he steps closer to the closet. I, I pulled out my book. Oh god, dude, that song's so good. That's, That's it, so there's good. like it's like thirty fucking parts or whatever. There's twenty two, like, but like I've seen it you know three times happens. through. It won an Emmy or something for yeah, like, it, it's a fucking it's a fucking uh, it's a hip opera. There never ever opera. was a hip opera before that. He invented a genre. He invented that. And it's not that bad. No, it's actually pretty good. It's like funny. Yeah, it's entertaining. That's why everybody makes fun of it. Alrighty. Let's get right into today. And let's talk about it. Alrighty. And Jackson's ailing. So we'll talk about what's a oh. I yeah, I have so many opinions on this, but for the clip, I'll save it for at the end. <laughs> Luke Luke over here was the one who wanted to talk Yeah, I don't understand. They dude, they put up 150 without Shea against the Boston fucking Celtics, and they won. Dude, they've won three out of their last four. I know they didn't. I know they didn't like Luca didn't play last night for Dallas, but the Thunder are only a game and a half out of the play-in, man. Shea's playing like an MVP right now, and nobody's talking about it. Um, he's obviously not going to win it, but the Thunder have a chance to make the playoffs. the The bottom teams in the play-in fucking suck. They have a real shot, and nobody is talking about it because we all assume they would just be terrible this year. Well, it's because. Sam Presti said last year during the offseason that if they are playing team, they're gonna they're only gonna continue winning. So their decision is when the trade he said this when the trade deadline comes around, we'll make a decision if we decide it's worth the win, is what he basically said. 
in last year. So he he basically yeah. said, if we're a playing team, that's not good enough, so we'll tank. He basically said, if we're top six, yeah, but like, and that's what the plan was for this season. But they have overperformed massively to start the year. I think again, if All Star break, like, like I don't want this. Do you happen. think they're in the plan? Do you think they trade Shea? No, yes. no, no. Then what would they do? Sit him. Mysterious injury. Oh, this year? No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're, yeah, you're talking about out. sitting him? He, he yeah. What I'm saying is all-star break comes around. They're like the 10th or 11th seed, and they're just like, Shea just has a, a, a sprain. Shea has a, a hamstring issue. Yeah, Shea has a hamstring issue. I don't want this. I don't want this. I just, unless they're a top six seed when the all-star break comes around or right around then, I think Sam Presti will be like, okay, if they're top six seed, we're going to keep going this way. But if they're a play-in team, like a borderline play-in team, they're just going to be like, oh, hey, Shea, Lou Dort, hamstrings. I could see it, man. I could. I don't know. I hope not. because I, I don't think they're trading anyone. I they have a core. Team, if this team like this team sneaks into the play, and I think it's good for them because I think they like have a real shot of winning in the play to make playoffs. But that's not how they see it. So, like, and I think like the other reason why I think they have that, so many picks already, man. Like, that's why I think the reason why they'll miss. Why do they need? They, why are they tanking? Do you know how many fucking picks they have? Listen to this. Listen to this. If they mysteriously sit Shea and Lou Dort, it's because they want to give Josh Giddy and Trey Man extra reps that. Like they yeah, have people do that without sitting those guys. Like that's why I hate. I would hate it if they did that because it doesn't make sense. I just don't think you trade Shea, a top twenty player in the NBA. Why would you trade top ten this season? Top ten this season. I'm just saying top twenty. Yes. Like general. why would you trade him? You can. You don't trade him. The only if and everyone's saying like no, oh, if he goes to the Raptors. If the Raptors are trading for Shea, I want OG and Anobi, maybe even Pascal Siakam together for Shea. Yeah. Or well, yeah, because like. I, I, that's because you think about it next year if dude, they have a top pick that might not be if, enough better, if they get Eamon Thompson that might or not Scoot be Henderson enough. if they get Eamon Thompson or Scoot Henderson that's Josh Giddy, Shea, Lou Dort, Chet and whoever they draft yeah like they don't, don't even have Chet this year we don't even know what he's going to look like and like they already have a good core Bruno just said it best what's up Bruno by the way throwing around this word core who's their core Shane, John Shane, Josh Giddy, Giddy, we, we just said it. They, Look, they, Bruno just said her best. Shay's the kind of guy you tank for. Yeah, Why would you trade him? Exactly. You yeah, use all those Shea picks you have. Traded, I would. Those picks are go get yourself OG and Anobi, you know, or somebody. Those picks are how you draft like Scoot yeah. Henderson and add him yeah. to the team. Definitely. But I don't. What, okay, let's hear your take. They're Jackson. gonna they're gonna be nowhere near the playoffs. They just took down a Lucas team. They beat the measly Wizards. They just lost the Magic the game before that. The Celtics game that Luke called last week that was nice. But I mean, Shea's having a good, great year. Actually, he's having a phenomenal year. But I, I mean, Josh Giddy hasn't quite. They're not. They're just not good enough to make the playoffs past the play in. And the only way they would get there is if they squeaked their way in. I'm not sold on Lou Dort, but I know he's on like a really good contract. It's been nice to see Jalen Williams the last couple of weeks, but I mean, Josh Gideon Shea are not bringing you to the playoffs. There's like five teams above 500 in the West. So I, I, I'm going more at the West than I, but yeah, they've exceeded expectations. Good for them, but I would definitely shut down Shea at some point in the season. Oh, man. 
if they're still if they're still in like, like a game out of the six seed or two games out of the six seed by the All Star break, they should like I, I, I you you hate to see them shut down their best player. Yeah, yeah. Where they have a real shot. Yeah, I don't. I I don't. My worry, if I was a Thunder fan, is like, okay, the teams in front of me that are struggling this year: the Warriors, the Clippers, the Suns, the Wolves, the Lakers, and the Blazers. Like they're they're just not going to be anywhere near the plane at the end of the season, unfortunately. For uh, them, so we'll see. We'll see. Well, uh, let's hope that their offense sucks. So just put it put it, put it fine. They, their I'm offense is not. It's okay. Maybe sucks is the wrong word, but they're not. Yeah, that they're Why do we? Everyone acts like they're going to well, use all the. Definitely the wrong word. They they're scoring like 116 points a game. Like they have and a they're good play. defensively. Like on like they can I mean, they play defense. I and the thing is yeah, with yeah. this team is everyone's acting like they're going to use every single pick. Nah, dude. They're exactly. just. I think this next year, this year, and whoever they draft next year, I think they might just use one pick next year. I think at this point. They're figuring out who to keep and who not to keep. And then they're just going to start bringing in vets. They're going to start making trades for vets to teams that are selling and start bringing in pieces. And then just like, we know the core, we know the core. Okay. And that is Chet, Shea, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort right now. Kenrick, Kenrick Williams and Jeremiah Robinson Earl as well. Those are good role players. And next star, the next, they're, they're just, they're one other co-star away from Shea. And they can trade for a guy like yeah, what yeah. if and it's what Chet. If, but what I'm but saying still, is hmm? if, it, if it wasn't if Shea wasn't having an MVP season, this team would be at least 10 games below 500. That's it. Yeah, and Shea's having an MVP. And as Donald said, you I, I'm not sold on Chet. The man is out for the, his entire rookie yeah. season. But we're saying but, you know, away from Shea. It might be I don't, somebody bad. I just don't I don't like this Lou Dort being thrown around it that he's Lou in the Dort, Lou Dort is making a three a game and shooting like 35% from three in addition to just, Can I throw this out in a hypothetical 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 thing right here? You remember I don't think Trey Young is gonna be traded, but there's a superstar, some superstar that's on a rookie deal is gonna now a rookie extension, like rookie supermax extension yeah. who's entering his prime. In this example, I don't think Trey Young's ever leaving Atlanta because Atlanta would be stupid to allow that happen. But, but but saying. because the report, let's say, for example, the Thunder, if they wanted to have a Shea Trey Young backcourt right now, they have all the assets to trade for that. They can offer the best package. Yeah, nobody has what they have. For any superstar, that if the team was trying to rebuild, nobody can give what the Thunder can give to a team looking to rebuild if they are trying to trade their superstar. Well, they'd have the to Thunder. get rid of either Shea, Chet, or Giddy. No, no, they could. They probably give up Giddy. That's what I'm saying. They give up Giddy or Trey in the combination of, and, a, and they have so many fucking picks. That's what I'm saying. They can just say, "Here's here's eight picks and Josh Giddy." And, and, like and a lot of other, the few other guys. For, and the Clippers picks in like four years when they're going to be a bad team. So like, those are good. it's it's like the Celtics net shit. That's what it is. Literally, and they're just yeah. sitting there ready to make a massive trade if the trade presents themselves. If a young guy demands a trade, like let's say. If, for example, right here, Brandon Ingram gets upset, which I doubt he loves it there. But, like, let's say a team that's like a – or here, Devin Booker. If Devin Booker gets super pissed off at Phoenix and Phoenix is – yeah, I don't think they would want DeAndre Aiden. Fuck that. DeAndre Aiden's a borderline all-star. You don't trade shit for that. Yeah, but you can – dude, they don't have to trade much to get him. Do you know how many fucking assets they have? 
Yeah, but the the the, the 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 arsenal of assets that the Thunder have is to make a trade for like a if Devin Booker like has doubt. Like, yes, they're they're not getting any of these guys quite yet. I don't I don't they're get not. this is all hypothetical down the road, bro. Somebody okay, gonna, down the road, like three years from now, I guess. Yeah, two three years. They're still awesome. gonna have so many picks. And they're yeah, yeah, they're definitely they're low. Shea's they're not going anywhere. Shea's the reason yeah, why I, players are gonna want to come to Oklahoma City. You keep Shay so people want to fucking come here. Let's see. Uh, when all these guys are in their prime, Shay will be what? Two years old. Yeah. Two years well, he's old. Like four, he's like four years old. What is, what, is, what is Shay? 22, 23? He's 24. And he'll be 25 in the offseason. So. Okay, so he's four uh, years older. So when the guy's in four years, he'll be 29 and everybody will be 25. And they'll, they'll be in their primes. Perfect. Lines upgrades. Yeah, my issue is how are you going to get like a Devin Booker without? But I guess if it's down the line, maybe they'll have enough talent. But you, the, you, I mean, you can't like trade I, like Kendrick Williams. No, like Josh Williams. If things go south in Phoenix this year and Chris Paul leaves and DeAndre Ayton requests to trade, Devin Booker's like, I don't want to be here after those guys leave and the Suns' core's gone. Who's to say that in like two years the Thunder don't? The Thunder can trade everybody not named fucking Shea. And Chet and their this year's pick. I mean, they can they can trade Chet. We don't know. We haven't seen him. Exactly. All right, let's let's move on and over here. And we wanted to talk about the fact that ESPN fucking lied to us. Well, they didn't lie. They, all they said was it was an exclusive one-on-one interview with LeBron James, which is what happened. But the way I didn't even did you guys watch it no I only saw the like the quotes because that's all you needed to see it was literally just him saying that he wanted to play basketball with his son like the Ken Griffey senior junior thing that's what he said and then it, he said like he like he doesn't he's not satisfied right now being like at, in the play-in or whatever like out of the plan like he wants them to be better that's literally like he he's not satisfied with that they're not winning as much as they should right now and he wants to play basketball with this kid. But they barely even put the quotes out. Like, I feel like you have, yeah, like, because a... it, there was nothing to quote. Like, there was nothing to t- Like, everything that he said in that interview was stuff that we already know. He just wanted to sit down and say, he just said officially in a quote now that he wants to play on the same team as his son. Because they asked him about, like, Kareem's scoring record and what he has to accomplish in basketball. And that's what he said. Like, that's all that was good for. We all knew that he wanted to play on the same team as his son. We all knew that, and he had alluded to that, but he officially said it. Like, that's all that it was. Like, it's a waste of everyone's fucking time. And he ended up thinking it was going to be, like, a big deal when all it ended up being was him saying shit we already knew. Bruno, I want to say something about your comment. Booker's millions invested in – Katie had a restaurant in Oklahoma City. I, I was about to say this. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Jordan Clarkson has million, just bought a – a seven million dollar mansion in San Antonio and owns millions of pro- dollars in properties in San Antonio. He's never played in San Antonio. He just grew up in San Antonio. Yeah. You can have properties somewhere and just live. But you got me laughing. ESPN lying. Yeah, no, they're just a waste of time. I mean, everybody knows ESPN literally does whatever they want to stay relevant at this point. It's just it's almost sad at this point. Like Fox Sports is completely aware that they like they're like an old school media like so they're like we're just yeah. gonna like like i don't watch fox sports but i respect them because they're like look 
we are cable TV. We are just going to like, that's what we do. We'll put our clips on YouTube, but like, we're not going to do what you guys do. Shannon Sharp berate Skip Bayless, but that everything else they have, they know it's like old school cable TV. It's old school. They just want the 50, 60 year old sitting on their couch. ESPN's over here doing whatever to do to stay relevant. They like, now they're bringing in all these young people who like, especially on NBA, piss me off. I hate your, look at their sports center Instagram. That is the worst. That but the other thing is, is everybody on ESPN is trying to be a fashionista, so everyone's wearing like Jordans and shit, and like dude, trying to be super. So and I'm just like, dude, we like, don't this really stuff, I don't understand. I don't understand why you need to wear a suit to like talk sports. But again, I understand it. It's broadcast journalism. They they expect you to dress yeah. like a, a suit. So wear a fucking suit. Don't go out there and try to be on a runway. Everyone wearing a suit, and then they're just wearing Jordans or like you know their shoes and stuff like that. I'm just like, they're just trying to be like relevant. Yeah. It's just so annoying. I'm not a fan of Malika Andrews, and it's all Malika Andrews. I Dude, Malika that. Andrews? I sports. Okay, okay. Howard, so. Howard and first things first. I even love Nick Wright. Where were you January well, Nick Wright, Nick Where Wright, were you January 6th, Jackson? Where were you January yeah. 6th? <laughs> Brazil. Brazil. <laughs> well, what I got from the ESPN, I don't know how ESPN lied, but what I got guys, from – What? Go. What I got from this whole interview with LeBron was that he, like, is saying, I'm still able to get you a championship. We have these draft assets from five years from now. I'm trying to play with my kid, and you need to make a trade. And, like, now I don't care what report comes out. The Los Angeles Lakers will definitely make a trade because that's pretty much what LeBron James insinuated without getting his teammates sad. So – yeah, no, I agree, and it's yeah. I mean, this exactly. is, all this information has been going around for the past. We already days. knew this stuff, and they wasted everybody's time by fucking broadcasting it. I want to say something. It wasn't a big deal. It's not like the fucking decision. Malik, oh, was... Malika Andrews got her sister hired. Did you notice that? And I also, hate yeah, really? I don't like. They like, got her sister hired because like I never knew about her sister Kenya or whatever. I think it's her name, Kenya, or um, now she covers like the Warriors. And if you just look at like Malika, like and her sister's like resume, because they have LinkedIn's, you need to read it. They literally just like I think they graduated college like five years ago. They really got in there really well, and I, you know, like they're nice and all that, but like it's a whole issue with wokeness media. Yes, yes, I, like, somebody had to say it. Somebody had to say it. Um, <laughs> it's the rate. It just because the the it's, it was the it was the flash. It was the pushback from the Rachel Nichols shit when that tape. Yeah. Was. Yeah. They had like I, we we talked about it. I think this Disney summer doesn't when, like Disney. Doesn't yeah, like, Disney's a great. Yeah, that's a great Disney, point too. Disney doesn't care about actually being woke because they're not because they don't actually care about like helping. Oh, like, dude, the best thing people. is like they, they Disney doesn't actually care about like helping out like disenfranchised groups and things like that. But they try to act like they do. But they. I think we're starting to finally get out of this dumb woke shit because now there's this whole other side getting pissed off when shit is too woke and then okay, shit but just like, dude, like now. Like, like a couple new Pixar and animated movies, kids thing, movies though. tried being too woke and they it's bombed. Like, because... What do you mean by that though? It's like we're, we're not going to get into this. We're not gonna, just because they're too PC. I I'm progressive okay, old stuff. Yeah, well, let's true. not. Let's That's not let's not jam let's not jam PC shit down people's throats. I loved <laughs> when uh, okay. we watched That's this. That's different. That's that, like 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 woke, being woke is fine. Like it's not a it's not a big deal. But like, okay, when they try to be too liberally liberally retarded and appease one side, and they just okay, Again, yeah. I'm indep- I'm moderate in this. 
Yeah, see, I'm clearly not, but like, I, and like, then we I, have we have Mr. Fucking Insurrection himself at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> we have the <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just making a joke that you're you're a conservative. Yeah, but it does, oh, like, no. at the end of the day, I, I don't, of the day like it was, that's that's all it was. They were just trying. ESPN was just pushing back. Like they they had to do something to make them not look bad because Rachel Nichols looked really fucking bad in that audio in the audio. Was she wrong though? What I mean, she just said she wasn't going to be a diversity hire, like an expensive, like a diversity hire. But like, she, did she say anything wrong though? She like, was just saying what people were thinking. But like, she doesn't realize that like she herself. You're not was, denying like, that. You're not. She herself that. was a diversity hire. She was one of the first like women NBA journalists to work for ESPN. So the fact that she's complaining about diversity hires when she herself was one, it's a little hypocritical. That's why people were pissed about that. Okay, At least that's why I was pissed about that. Okay, there you go. There you but, go. Yeah. There you go. I don't think. I don't think a lot of these ESPN people are all that qualified as Cyril kind of touched on. And real quick, my favorite part of the summer was when uh, I forget what, what were they talking about? We showed it on the show where so, Malika cut off uh, Skip Bayless or Stephen um, A. Smith. Because she tried to do some woke and, shit. And he was like, and she, you don't come on and do this woke, liberty, yeah. retarded shit on my show. We're talking exactly. sports. And we're he not kept, she talking. Kept yeah. And he's like, don't it's, interrupt me on my fucking yeah. show. And she's like, oh, it was on his show. Yeah, and she tried like oh, cutting well, yeah. off I mean, the first take. And she he, tried cutting this whole like liberal piece. Stephen A promo. is the, Stephen A is the company's cash cow. He's their Michael Jordan. They'll do whatever they need to keep him. And, and she kept him. trying yeah, to cut him off, him. and he was like, "No, no." Yeah, he <laughs> was not having. What? Damn, what was it? What were they talking? I don't know about? what it was though, it. but he like he bitched Malika Andrews. She was just sitting there biting her tongue. She's just like, "I look yeah. stupid." She knew she looked stupid because she tried. Pulling some woke stuff. Oh, I don't know if it was WNBA. Was it WNBA or it was Ime Udoka? Ime. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, yes. Yes. And she tried <laughs> slandering and being this whole. She was just doing some something about this whole thing about women. And she's like, we weren't even talking about that. That's not. Even, like, like he's like he started losing his shit. We're like we're just we're talking sports. Like like yeah. like basically he was saying time and place. This isn't. This is sports. You know what I mean? Okay. And she was just trying to go super progressive politically and like bro we're trying to watch sports but like well, i don't even know what she would be saying about the whole ima yudoka thing that wasn't the email just that, trying like, to be a feminist she's just trying to get like 30 like, seconds yeah there's no that. What they're talking about ima yudoka yeah what, and she was trying to have a feminist moment about how he took day. advantage like yeah he yeah. kind of took advantage of women that he worked with but like dog like Stephen A. shut it down. He was like, no, you're not having your feminist like, epiphany on here. about him taking advantage of women that he worked like, with. Like, you're already talking about that. So there's no reason for her to the go on The problem with ESPN, if you look at a lot of the people who cover NBA, they didn't start in the NBA. They're all failed football report. I don't want to say failed football reporters. Well, because most of like the old people, most the ring- NBA guys don't want to do that shit anymore. Unless so, it's like Shaq and fucking Charles Barkley where they get to fuck around every two Everybody days. in sports journalism wants to cover NFL and college football. That's the big bucks. That's everything. So if you look at all these people, they usually started out in college football, were sideline reporters, and looks like they I don't I don't know if they got passed up or whatever. They didn't become hosts or whatever in football, but then they get offered host jobs and NBA. And half of them are like coming from like soccer, football, you know, in like other sports and working reporter and then seems like then they get hosting jobs in NBA. And you're just like, why are you coming from football and other sports when like it'd be best if you just brought in talent that's been covering that said sport and other like it's fine if they're covering other sports, but that they're mainly focused in that sport. I mean, yeah, like yeah. I get what you're saying. I'm not asking Phil Milkelson over here to come talk about the NBA. <laughs> 
there's just oh. there, honestly there's not that many interesting people in the NBA business, but I guess like now oh, yeah, Bruno. Bruno says the best. Stephen A. started with, first of all, you don't interrupt me on my show. Excuse me? Yeah, like it's, Stephen A. is that Stephen A. is doing everything for that company, and he's the only reason that they are still like as relevant as they are. If we're gonna be honest, when it comes to like, like it's Steve, like people will tune into ESPN because Stephen A. is there. That's why they have him do yeah. multiple Sports Center appearances. He does his first take show. He does his radio show immediately after. They are they, they, he carries that now. So the Minnesota Timberwolves, my T Wolves, baby, are on a winning or winning. And it's Hold up, four in a row now? Four in a row, baby. We are 20 and 21. I told you. Once Carl Towns got hurt, it was gonna open up the floor. And the crazy part is it's not just Anthony Edwards leading charts. No, D'Angelo Russell and all of this. Noise and stuff. People saying he sucks. That he's potentially getting traded. He don't follow the Minnesota Timberwolves. He's came alive and he's helped this team. And it's not just that. J.D. McDaniel's, Harry and Prince, a plethora. Oh, Austin Rivers, kind of in gas, kind of a leader of this team. He Austin Rivers took what Pat Bev was doing last year and like took his place. Obviously, I don't know. I mean, they're not a they're not a terrible team, man. They've started. They're like, I guess. I don't know if this like says anything long term about like the outlook as far as like we've said a lot about the Timberwolves about how Rudy Gobert and Cat aren't really helping this team at all, and I think may I I think with Cat being hurt and them starting to I think they have started to realize a little bit they played way better offensively and more free flowing without Gobert and Towns on the floor. So like I think eventually if they realize that. Like obviously, it's too late to trade Gobert. They can't trade him. But um, if this team keeps winning and and like without like Cat, obviously, and they keep continuing to play well, uh, maybe they could talk about flipping Cat for somebody valuable before the deadline and make a push for the playoffs at the end of the year. Because okay. they have everything else. They just need I, to have a true co-star besides Anthony Edwards. I think this is. Mm... I don't know. The only deal that I see out there for D'Angelo Russell, and I, I don't know why we're even talking about D'Lo being traded, but it's because he's an expiring contract. It's the Will Barton, Monte Morris, like Rui Hachimura, but it's came out that they didn't even offer Rui Hachimura. Yeah, so Rui. it's like I think D'Lo stays with this team at least for the end of the season. And um, As far as bringing him back, I don't know. But, I mean, he certainly has been – like didn't, he led them in scoring the other night, and he's actually been playing pretty well. So – I'm not saying that like they will bring him back, but I think it's definitely something that they might look at if they, especially if they can't trade him before the end of the year. So this is a team that where I think what they've found, okay, they they they're starting defense, which is the best offense, and that's kind of like why they've been surging. They've been playing really good defense as of late, but it's also the fact that the floor is opening up. Like we're starting to see our guys shoot threes. And I think that's just something – what do you – like, I think just having D'Lo and Anthony Edwards be your facilitators, like, are interesting as all hell, you know? Like, they've been over well, – I want to pull up the splits for the month of December. I mean, not just – yeah, I guess you could say December was when they first started doing it. But December, you just saw Anthony Edwards take over as the lead facilitator. What, what are your thoughts, Jackson? 
don't know. I think they're all just kind of playing well. Like D'Lo, it's still doing his thing. Rudy Gobert's uh, averaging well. 17. Yeah, he's had a good stretch of games. They're, they're just scoring more points. And defensively, they're still holding it down. Jaden McDaniel's done a great job. Jalen Noel's done a great job. Torian Prince. A great job. Yeah, this is like, you just kind of – it's kind of crazy because they have a lot of just capable players that I guess haven't really been able to piece it together on a consistent level. So it's cool to see. I'm not necessarily completely sold on when Cat gets back, but, you know, we'll see. They're uh, only a game below 500 right now, so. I just think if you look over here, you got yourself Austin Rivers, literally. He's in 25 minutes a night. His stats don't look like anything over this four-game win streak. Five points, two rebounds, three assists to steal a night. But his assist to turnover ratio is six. Like, he's averaging, like, no turnovers. He's efficient with the ball. Yeah, he's, like, literally. And then he just that he wasn't always, you know, good at doing. And then you have to – what? I, I just think that wasn't one of his strengths. And then you have Kyle Anderson as your small ball five with a little bit of Luca Garza and Naz Reed, who Luca Garza and Naz Reed have been like polar opposite players, but both efficient. You get Luca Garza rebounding and just fucking physical. Then Naz Reed can just be a hustler, tenacity, and spacing the floor a little bit and scoring. And then you get yourself Kyle Anderson, who's the defensive maestro who can pass the ball averaging six assists over this win streak and is a starter next to Rudy Gobert. And then you also have yourself Torian Prince coming off the bench for Jamie McDaniels and Kyle Anderson as another guy who can just face the floor and guard multiple positions. It's just they're starting to look like the team from last year, that they had like these long, rangy guys who attacked. You know, the switchability, the yeah, switchability on defense. Yeah, they are starting. They're starting to look like that team from last year. And if that team from last year adds Rudy Gobert. Even though I'm not the biggest fan of Gobert, like that will at least make them better. So, and last year they were in the playoffs. So there's, there's no reason they shouldn't be back there. Yeah, yeah. Regardless of all the dysfunctionality, there's too much talent to not make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, it's a failure, and they have to have they have to ask serious questions about the team in the offseason. Yeah. When you give up all those picks to get Gobert, and you think that he's going to take over the top, well, then you got to do. They got to perform like it, and to their credit, they have. But let's see if they can keep it up. Yeah, no, I, I really think when you look at this, it's. I just think, how does Carl Anthony Towns fit? Like it's weird, because he can't do what McDaniel's or Prince or Anderson does. You got to bring him off the bench. Can't do what Colbert can do defensively either. That's what I'm saying. You bring him up and like you can't do what Naz Reed does. And they don't need a scoring, they don't need him to they don't need Cat to like like in terms of his skill set, like they don't really yeah. Cat isn't tradable. Oh wait, yeah, because he just signed that contract in the summer. Yeah, so he's not tradable for a year. Shout out Marcus Moore for that information. Yeah, I forgot about that. Shout out. And I think you bring him off the bench, six-man role. You can't have the greatest shooting big man of all time coming off the bench regardless of – At this point, I believe he's the second behind Dirk Nowinski. Carl okay. Anthony Towns – I used to say that. I used to say that. I used to say that. Carl Anthony Towns has betrayed me. 
Still a great shooting big guy, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, okay, so is Mike Muscala. So yeah. is Mike Muscala. Value somewhere around the Tell league. me what's the difference between Mike Muscala and Carl Anthony Towns. He went from saying Carl Anthony Towns is the greatest shooting big guy of all time to comparing him to Mike Muscala. How, yeah. can, how the season can change things. We're basically you know, playing Mike Muscala a supermax. <laughs> but no, you know, you know what? He's just Andrea Barzani. He's a slightly better on he, he's he's a slightly better Andrea Barzani. Tell me, like way better. He's way better than the combination of both of those two guys. Yeah, it's just he's it's just, just a better fun. rebounding Andrea Barzani. He does <laughs> the same thing Andrea Barzani does, except rebound a tad bit better. Andrea Barzani, a twenty-three point per game career score was at one point. <laughs> well, that's not how that works. <laughs> he did that. Andrea Barzani averaged oh, okay. twenty so a game for like four years. <laughs> so you're saying oh. like Cat can can fall off and he's like a worse he's like a worse Pal Gasol. All right, is that no Pal Gasol's guys? Guys, look at this. Andrea Barzani, twenty one points and five rebounds. Shot thirty. He's a career thirty five percent. Look he did at that this. for one year. He had one year scoring 20. No, 20 look at this stretch right here. This three year stretch he had right here 17 and six, 37% <laughs> from three, 19 and a half points. That's not okay. 20. He had 21 right there, you bitch. I'm like, saying he has one year where he scored 20 points. I'm just You're saying, to compare okay, this guy to Carl Anthony Towns who had Andrea Borzani, seven catch. foot. Seven has two forty five every year except for his rookie season, and he's been in the league for a very long time now. Almost ten years. So Carthy Town stats. It's blast seven foot, two hundred and forty eight pounds. Yeah, literally yeah. the same exact player. Hero, pull up the one hundred possession stats and they'll be closer because the game is yeah. like slower back then. Yeah, yeah, you fuck. Yeah, you fuck. Over it's still here. gonna be cat cat's still way better. I'm not agreeing with you here. I'm still agreeing with Jackson. Look at that! If you're trying to if you're trying to make your point, that's how you make your point. Right here. <laughs> Andrea Barzani was averaging twenty every year. 20 and almost it's 10, same exact. That's not just straight up. But look at cats. Look at cats, though. It's not going to be too dissimilar, I bet. I hope it's in the 40s. It might be in the 30s. Oh, if it's in the man. 30s, especially. Imagine if it's in the 20s, like on They're almost identical. Yes. <laughs> it's a slight, he's like slightly higher. These are significantly better than Andrea. Significantly. All right, Andrea Borgiani still had multiple 30 point seasons, though. We're talking for. Dude. But it doesn't, it doesn't help Towns my argument that yes. Carl Anthony Towns is a slightly <laughs> better, a better rebounding and a better scoring version of Andrea Barzani. I mean, he's a little bit more than slightly better, but uh, Carl Anthony Towns and Andrea Barzani, same player. Just Carl Anthony Towns is the modern day version of Andrea. He's Barzani. just like a, he's just like a, like decently better, but yeah. They're both first overall picks. They were. They were. You're right. They're both seven foot, two hundred forty-seven pounds. Foot, shoot, seven foot, smooth shooting big guys. Cat's just significantly better. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm glad that you brought this up though, Sierra, because I thought it was fun. <laughs> hey, it's 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 a legit thing. <clears throat> Look at the Lakers. The Lakers are winning. They're winning. Five game win streak, bitch. But LeBron ain't playing tonight because he's a he's a bitch made pussy. So. Load management, so they're probably gonna lose. The win streak's over. But you know, it was nice while it lasted, and they did need to win those games, and they won five in a row. So they kind of played themselves back in, back into contention, which is what they needed to do. So credit to them. But they are gonna lose tonight because he's not playing. 
Bruno, I'm sorry. I'm a Barzani guy. I'm Italian. Okay. So, <laughs> look. Barzani would be, like, still the first overall pick. If he came out today, he 100 Oh, yeah, he's still been a number one overall pick. You, like, of course. Yeah. And I've always said this. A guy who would have who would have been in the NBA uh, instead of the NFL, it would have been Antonio, Antonio Gates if he came out. Shut today. the fuck up. He was a six seven. He, he was says like this six, all the time. Six six two fifty could shoot threes. Thirty percent, like he's like PJ Tucker. He would have found a career. Royce O'Neal. <laughs> yeah, Antonio Gates would be like Royce O'Neal or PJ Tucker. That's fine. Okay, let's hear the LeBron stand here. The guy who eat, who rides LeBron's dick twenty four seven. Jackson, what is your James. thoughts? Go James. Well, yeah. it hasn't been just go James. It's been their whole team. In fact, they are the fifth best scoring offense in the league somehow right now. But anyways, a couple of cats I named uh, Dennis Schroeder, who uh, if our producer could roll back the clips of you wanting to trade him and Pat Bev for basically like half-eaten ham sandwiches, we'll run that back. It was Kendrick uh, Nunn. Never was it Dennis Schroeder, you asshole. Okay, yeah, that sounds right, but I do think Schroeder was in in some of those. But Schroeder finally figured out how to play back into the NBA after just balling his ass off in Germany. And you also have TB31, who's on an absolute tear. And you could argue that both those guys single-handed, double-handedly kind of helped save this Lakers team because they were, what, like 14 and 21? 14 and 21, yeah. But go James, last five, 36 points, nine rebounds. 7.1 assists. You could argue he's having a LeBron-esque run right now. They have not lost since his birthday. They are undefeated since LeBron James turned 38 years old. Watch out for a body trade. You're uh, you're muted. Thomas Bryant for the month of January is averaging 22 points. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And literally LeBron or Anthony Davis said he's excited. He's envisioning lineups of Thomas Bryant, Anthony Davis, and LeBron. Dude, is Thomas Bryant reborn? Maybe. He just might be, man. Because for the season, Thomas Bryant's averaging 13 points. But, like, over the last month, it's, like, 17. I mean, Dennis Schroeder is averaging, like, 24 for the month of January. And he's yeah. Nine. Yeah. Dennis Schroeder's been insane. They have they have saved the team. They, they Kendrick have- Nunn! Ten points! Yeah, Ken, Ken, no more Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick yeah. Nunn, man. He's what? shooting 450, 50% from the field. The bizarro Lakers. <laughs> yeah, for real. And even Russ has done a great job in the last couple of games. So It doesn't even matter. It's, it's literally – I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they, still the, trade, like they still have AR-15? Like He's hurt. Nope, AR-15 is huge. Anthony Davis is hurt, too, and they're going to get him back, too. AR-15 and who else was it? AR-15 and somebody else got hurt. I think it's – We shouldn't just name every Laker player, like, not by the real name, but, like, just the abbreviation. With yeah. Like DS, DS-17, TB-31. AR-15. Juan Descano <laughs> also. Like, I know – Yeah, he's been – It was – here. Lonnie Walker got hurt. Lonnie Walker and Austin yeah. Reeves are both hurt. So right now, but Kendrick Nunn, Wayne Gabriel, Pat Bev even stepping up. I mean, Pat Bev still can hit the, the right side of a barn, but like this for the month so far, he's 41% from three and 40% from the field, but like still a defense. You'll take, we'll that. take that. We'll take that. We'll take that. Juan Toscano Anderson. He's he, not a 40% three-point shooter. So if you I, get him he's that. not. No, Juan Toscano Anderson, they just told him, stop shooting the ball, just play defense. He's literally Andre Ro- Roberson. 
Yeah, that's it. <laughs> they, they gave him the Andre Roberson treatment, man. That's what Lou Dort was going under for a little bit before he, like, <laughs> playoffs that one time. But they uh, literally – Juan Descartes Anderson was shooting in the beginning of the year, and since he's been playing good over this, like, last, like, five or six he's games – He's still told him to stop shooting. He's average over the last four games, 63% in the field, two shots a game. Yeah, because he doesn't – they don't need him to shoot. But he's a bit of fucking lockdown on dude. Like, yeah, exactly. That's what it's Andre Roberson. <laughs> Andre Roberson's actually good. Like he would if he didn't destroy his leg or whatever happened. Yeah, to him. like he was a great. He was like a phenomenal defender, but they just wouldn't let. Oh, him he would have been a small ball five right now if he hadn't destroyed. Like absolutely, like oh, um, yeah, pulled a, cephal- a cephalosha mid game. He's uh, he's remember a, that? Yeah, that, yeah, Tony too. Jackson, you know what I just referred to when uh, Cephalosha got his leg broken by police? Yeah. In France, was it? No, it was in America. Was, him, oh yeah, he's and, sued, he's sued New York City. Brown. He's sued him New York and City. Sterling Brown. Him and Sterling Brown both got assaulted by cops like within like a year of each other. Really? Jeez. Sterling Brown got assaulted? Yes, he did. What happened to Sterling Brown? He got arrested by cops, and they hit like he didn't like it. Wasn't like I don't like he like broke his leg or anything, but like it wasn't bad as Cephalosha. Like Cephalosha sued. No, and he it wasn't millions. Bad, he still got assaulted by cops, if I'm not mistaken. Like, yeah, like you don't remember that shit? I don't remember Sterling Brown, but I remember Cephalosha because he took him to he was, New he York was City to box. court. He was gonna box at the time. Dude, really? Yes, look it up. I'm looking look up, it up. Yeah, Sterling Brown cops. You don't remember that? Funny, something had some altercation. He got punched at a club last year, two years ago. Oh, he got tased. He got tased by the cops. Oh my god, it was in Milwaukee. Yeah, I told you it was for the Bucks. He, yeah, he got paid 750k by the city. Well, that's his whole contract. Yeah, they fucking tased him. They fucking tased him. Yeah, and he got 750,000. Yeah. Wild man, these guys were NBA players, and they're still getting assaulted by cops. Just unbelievable stuff, really. Ugh. They had. <laughs> oh my God! Though the settlement contained no admission of constitutional right violations, but however, it did contain an apology and a recognition of unnecessary escalation. Oh my God! Classic cop answer. <laughs> and they said unnecessary escalation despite Brown's calm behavior. So basically, <laughs> all it was was like we're not admitting that we did anything wrong, but we did something wrong. That's what yeah, they always we, do. That's a cop answer right there. That's funny. Uh, that's not funny, but like it's funny in no, the sense it, that like it's, how... it, it's sad. It's sad. That's why that's why we're like laughing. Yeah. So right yeah, here, they also signed they're they're actually signing Sterling Brown, ironically, to a 10-day. Allegedly, they're working out Demarcus Cousins and Tyler Dorsey. Demarcus Cousins, great addition to this team. We talked, about, we talked about it the other day on the show. Great addition to the team. So let's move over to a team that you guys love to talk shit about for some reason. You guys don't know why. You guys are the biggest haters of this team. Producer, run back the clip. What have I been saying the last month? Fuck the Suns. Low 500. Won't be long. We're Suns haters. We said they had a tough – what was it? The clip that we said on um, – we said the other day when you missed the show, me and Jackson were like they could reasonably lose like their next like X set of games. They're losers of six in a row. And we looked at their upcoming schedule when they had lost like two in a row or three in a row. It was like a day or two after they beat Memphis without like on the road. And we were yeah. like, man, this team could lose like 
four. Like this team could lose a whole bunch of games. Like I don't see any winnable games, and they've been losing. They got they got beat by the Heat on Friday, and then they lost to the Cavs. They got smacked by the Cavs. Four straight so the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, they fucking suck. So the Phoenix Suns lost the Knicks, lost to the Cavs, lost to the Heat, and lost to the Cavs again. And the Suns have shown everybody that Devin Booker is so fucking valuable. This team has literally like collapsed under. I had a score, man. Like they're four and fourteen. Their last eighteen games, two and ten since Booker. Yeah, they had a fluke win on the road against Memphis, and then ever since then they haven't won anything. They had that like. If they were going to pick up some wins, it would have been against New York, Washington, Toronto, but they couldn't even win those games. So, Is there a chance if Chris Paul turns back the clock? I mean, what? They, they have like the Warriors, Nuggets, and Tim, the Warriors, Nuggets, Timberwolves, and Grizzlies all on the road after this, man. Like, th- those are tough games, man. I don't, I, I honestly don't know if they win any. They might get one. They might be able to somehow beat the Grizzlies again because that's just basketball. But, like, I don't know, man. The Suns have lost what six in a row now, and like they could reasonably make it to ten. Yeah, and they're still on the road now. Yeah, what is it six great on the road or something like that? They have a this they team, have a four. They got a road trip coming up for the next four uh, games. So this team sucks. I don't know why people thought I was just hating on the Suns for no good cause. They should have lost to the Orlando Pelicans last year. This is not a good basketball team. Like they're just not good. Devin Booker is so good though. That he makes them seem good enough. CP0 has never accomplished anything in his entire career of playing professional basketball as far as championships go. But I'm supposed to believe that baby brother DeAndre Ayton wants to be there. CP0, they're just, they're not. Monty Williams, I'm disappointed. I, uh, I used to love Monty Williams. So right here, the crazy part is, is for January, and their leading scorer is DeAndre Ayton with 16 points, then Chris Paul with 14, Mikhail Bridges is 12 and a half, Dwayne Washington with 12, Landry Shannon with 10 and a half, Torrey Craig with seven and a half, seven from Jock Landell, six from Damian Lillard, Damian not Lillard, Damian Lee, five from Cameron Payne, and then four from Darius Arch and S. Wainwright. It's it's pretty fucking abysmal that nobody on this we team got, can we score. Got a, we got a friend on the podcast on the show. Hi, hello. <laughs> Do you want some love, Vegas? Hi, hello. Yeah, she does. She's like, hug me. No, that's <laughs> stop it. You, you, you can you come. You can come sit down here and watch the show. You gotta be nice. <laughs> She's like, no. <clears throat> All right. Wait, 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 wait. What were you talking about, Zero? Sorry, the dog. The dog just. Jumped. <laughs> The Suns' leading score for the month of January is DeAndre Ayton with 16 points. Yeah, because they they have no offense without Chris Paul or not Devin Booker. Like Chris Paul's averaging 14. Where do the buckets come from? Who who scores on this? Who Landry who, Shaman? Who's a DeAndre shot? 18, 16, Chris Paul 14, Mikhail Bridges 12 and a half, Dwayne Washington 12, Landry Shaman 10 and a half, Tory Craig 7 and a half, Jock Landell 6.7, Damian Lee 6. Cameron Payne five, Darius Sarge four and a half, Ish Wainwright four, and Josh Kobe two in, for the month of January. Yeah, like they have no shot creators without them Booker, man. Like they don't have anybody that like like they, they just suck. And that shows you how valuable D Book was to this team, because without him, they they can't do anything. And they they made like they they should. There's no reason that if doing D Book comes back, this team should not be in the playoffs, but 
that just shows you like even with D book, they yeah, still yeah. like they got lucky the year they made the finals that they didn't have to play. They got to play a bunch of injured teams. They got lucky, and yeah. and obviously last year they got stomped by forty on their home court in Game Seven. So yeah. I uh, I'm gonna go get ready for supper, but. I uh, I wish you good luck tonight, Luke. We've won what should be nine of our last ten, and yeah, two no, of them were BS play call or uh, the zebras messed up the calls. So uh, I'd watch the out. The Bulls are back. They're back. But the Bulls are back. Yeah, the Bulls are back, man. All right, let's talk about that real quick before we do Pirtle, and here we are. I mean, yeah, Jackson said it. They're back. They won nine out of their last ten. They got unlucky in a couple close losses. The Bulls are back. Are they this year's Boston Celtics? Okay, well, they're let's not act like they're going to finish with like the what a top two seed in the East. Okay, they're probably not going to do that because there's too many good teams above them. But the Bulls are back. They should like they're playing their way. They're playing their best basketball now. They there's no reason that this team should not. They're the ninth. They're the ninth seed. Lonzo's not even back. They're the ninth well, seed. They're trying to win. Also, can we talk about the Heat? Aren't that bad for how injured they are? Yeah, the Heat aren't that bad either. Like the Heat for how injured that they've been, they're not like again. These it's always like the East and like the Heat and the Bulls are two teams that like haven't been like that great this year compared to what we expected. But if they're still in it, healthy, they're still in it. And if they're both fully, fully healthy, there's no reason why they couldn't go on a run in the playoffs because the East is wide open, just like the West is. So, I mean, I think there's some heavy hitters at the top of the East. There's the, like, the I spot. mean, yeah, more so than the, the West, West, it's less wide open, but it's still wide open. Like, obviously, Brooklyn, like Boston, and Milwaukee, but like the other, yeah. as far as those three, well, fuck, man. Like, I mean, Cleveland has probably started to earn some respect. Yeah, those are the top four seed teams. It goes probably the Nets, the Celtics, the Bucks, the Cavs. Yeah, and then Philly's probably the best of the rest right now. But I still – they never impressed me in a Doc Rivers coach team in the playoffs. For how good the – In how – I just don't – Otherwise, like, I'm not going to – I don't believe them. I don't believe that they have what it takes to beat the other teams in the East. Well, the Bulls are led by Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, both averaging like 29 and 9. Nikola Vucevic is averaging 18 and 15. Patrick Williams can score now more than nine points. And Io DeSumo, Andre Drummond, Derek White, I mean, Derek Jones, and Kobe White and Goran Dragic are all actually being like positives off the bench. Exactly. And Zach Levine's starting to finally play like that max contract player that they, uh, that they needed him to be, especially with Lonzo being out. And then you think when Lonzo comes back, like yeah. and we've been saying it, if I should say, because we don't know if he's going to come back at this point. If Lonzo comes back, this team, even without Lonzo, they're still starting to play their basketball. They're really good basketball right now. But if Lonzo comes back, this team goes from from being like the six seed or seven seed at best right now, I think, to being like the fourth best team in the Eastern Conference. That's what I think. If a healthy Lonzo comes back fully, but we'll see what happens. Even then, the Bulls should the Bulls should start to feel good now because now they have started to play better basketball. They don't need to worry about holy shit, what do we do without Lonzo? Yeah, I just don't know. After the season, is this regardless of how it goes? Do you move on from Lonzo? I don't know because if he doesn't play at all this year, you you probably do. If he doesn't even make if he doesn't even suit up for you, I think you have to. Yeah, no, I think it's 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 
it's definitely an interesting situation they are because I don't know with the Chicago Bulls. They're starting to have the direction, but like again, I things go so wrong for them. And the other thing is, is the reason why they're playing well is because they're basically playing Levine, DeRozan, Vucevic, Williams, and Suma the whole game with a little bit of Kobe White and Derek Jones. And like they're really staggering their minutes. And I'm just yeah, they don't have a ton of got. They don't have a ton of depth. And, and the depth that they have, you can only play them for so so little. Yeah, and also their offensive scheme isn't as I, I don't want to say modern, but they are last in the league in three point attempts. And they do often and when things start to go south, they're like, Hey, Demar, do something and get a contested mid range shot and make it every time. And he doesn't nobody can make all of them. Yeah, during this win streak, they are averaging like twenty four assists. Like it's a lot of ISO. Yeah, yeah. Like because that's that's kind of how they're like. That's one thing that worries me about their offense. Two thirds of their assists come from Levine, DeRozan, and Vooch, who each of them are averaging five assists a night. Yeah, because they rely on those guys to be stagnant with the ball and create shots, which is like fine to some extent. But the problem is like because the Sumo Williams and White and Jones can't create for themselves. Yeah, so they just have like, to stand there and catch and shoot. Their offense isn't super fluid compared to like other teams. Like when you're watching like watching the Celtics Mavs game, the ball movement was fucking amazing. The Celtics were doing one touch passing across the entire fucking three-point line whereas like you look at the Bulls and it's like, "Hey, all right, DeMar clear out ISO, he'll hit a turnaround mid-range jumper and make it most of the time he does." But you can't rely like you have to be able to get open shots. I know like it's not like college where you literally have to get open shots because nobody can make a fucking contested shot to save their life. Like this isn't college. These guys are good enough, but still this might be the worst college basketball season of all time. Uh, I don't, I, as far as like NBA, boring. Like, I, I found it entertaining. I found it really entertaining. I think it's probably one of the best in recent memory because of how entertaining and wide open everything is. I found it. I found it like to be one of the best in recent memory. So far. Yes. Because there's so many good teams. There's so many good teams, but there's no like truly like dominant teams that have distanced themselves from the rest of the pack, and that's why it's exciting. But when I when I look at when I look at all the college guys, I'm like, man, as far as like NBA talent on like even elite teams, it's just not, not. It's not there like it used to be, man. Like what Brandon Miller is probably the best one and done guy in this draft class, I think. I told you my top fifty. Only Unless, I, mean, you, I think you still have Cam Whitmore and Nick Smith above him, but they've been injured for most of the year. I mean, Nick Smith came back and got injured again, and Cam Cam Anthony Smith, Black. Anthony Black's been good, but like I think Brandon Miller is probably the best freshman in the country, in my opinion, in terms of like one and done guys. And that's like that just shows you that like because like the best two the clear like, in the top sixty draft prospects, there's maybe fifteen college players. Yeah, like the top three guys right now. What is it? It's uh, which one of the one of the Thompson twins, and then like Scoot Henderson and Wembenyama. So no two like an overtime elite guy, a G League guy, and then obviously you know the draft prospect that the NBA has ever seen since LeBron James. And more and more international players. Like yeah. It's, dude, the international player development players. and American sports in general, and this is not a college basketball exclusive thing. It's an all thing. That's why we suck at soccer too. Because like we have this idea that kids need to be playing for their – like instead of being signed to play in youth academies for professional teams and not playing for their school and moving around, they get that stability of being in the same system from when they're kids. So they play with that style of play and that team system when they're kids. That's what like 
all the top prospects and like when Benyama has been playing with that team in their academy for years before he went pro. No, he hasn't. Not with that like, team. With a di- different different academy though. My like two different teams. He he left the Tony. He's Park. playing with professional in professional facilities, yes. professional team academies. Right? Is that what he's doing? That's okay. Yes. That, okay. Yeah. Soccer players do the same thing. They move to different academies, but they still play against other professional teams and like in professional facilities. We have guys. They play like they and like it also gives them a chance to go pro when they turn sixteen. Like I mean, we the crazy thing about this is like half the college prospects that are going to get drafted this year are older college prospects, and then the other half are one and dones that could have played overseas or you know professionally already, but they did the one and done thing because they I can just, get nil now. Yeah, but it's nil can. No, it no, it, it can't and it won't. But it, the NIL, the reason why I say that it saved college basketball is one because of guys who aren't one and nuns that can stay and be great college players and make money. But two, it at least gives uh, in like eighteen year olds kids like a decision to make because they have the option to make money in college as well as in. Play. If I was eight, eighteen, I would do overseas. There's no yeah. Reason. If I was eighteen and a top hundred. Top hundred ESPN prospect, I would reclassify, graduate a year early, and go play in Europe or in Australia. exactly. There's not like that's what I would do. And that's what more I would even play maybe two seasons overseas. That's what more and then enter the. Doing. But at least with NIL, they can at least be guaranteed to like make some level of money. No, I agree. But no, the way basketball is trending, like and like I was saying with our youth systems, the fact that these kids aren't playing in academies and playing in high schools and AAU and stuff, the stability that's there, like. Getting a chance to play against like grown men at like 16 is important for the development of kids. Like what happened to Lamel? Alrighty. Hurdle time. Here we are. Let's see it. Callie and Hayes? Anthony, Anthony Simons? I think you're right. Bang! Wow. That was How do you feel? That was easy. I saw the silhouette and you said killing hands. I'm like, Anthony Simons? Anthony would have been my second guess. <clears throat> yeah, it's just a hair. That's all I It's the hair. I figured it was him. I'm like, you already said Killian Hayes. I'm like, well, who else would be there? Anthony Simons. Romeo Langford's hair used to look like that. Chris Duarte's yeah. too. <clears throat> yeah, but like Anthony Simons was like the, like the top first thing that came to mind. Crystal Arch is a weird prospect. Like he's starting to play well this season, but like, I mean, he's playing like their their rebuild. Was Why like, aren't the Lakers trying to trade for Crystal Arch? If he was Arte, they need shooting. Like, dude, if I was the Lakers, I'd, I'd be like, "Here's Kendrick Nunn in a first round pick for Crystal Arch. We get him for three, two more seasons. Our first round pick's gonna suck because we're gonna be we're gonna be a good team, or we should be a good team. So yeah, I mean, Chris Duarte, like Celtics, yeah. I mean, I don't know if the Celtics really need more shooting, but... Chris Duarte on the Celtics, though? I'd be a good fit, but I don't think they need... Payne more. Pritchard for Chris Duarte in a first-round pick. Payne Pritchard in a first-round pick for Chris Duarte. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, Chris Duarte would certainly probably play more than Payne Pritchard, so... I don't know. We have a lot of guards. We don't really need to trade for anymore. But, like, the Lakers... Payne Pritchard was lit two years ago. Yeah, I know, but he's just bearing in the depth chart now. But... Uh, and can't play defense for shit. He's a shooting guard in a yeah, point guard body. And we need defense on this team. That's our biggest problem right now. I know. Uh, I, I just try to think of Michelle Pellegrino, but I've been drinking so much Pellegrino since I've been home. Um, 
my parents don't buy bottled water and I love bottled water, but like I go to the store and I'm not gonna buy a pack of bottled water, so I just buy myself a big ass Pellegrino like once a day. I, I, love, I love seltzer and sparkling water with no flavor. I hate that shit so much. I hate any carbonated things. Any I, I love any you soda. Like soda. I hate I've hated all soda and all sparkling water since I was a little kid. Always hated it. Why? Carbonation. I've never gotten to it. You drink beer it. though. Yeah, because and I hated beer when I first started drinking it too. I don't think anybody liked beer when they first started drinking. No, but my, like, I have a terrible, like, I have my taste, but I hate carbonation. So, like, the fact that I can, like, still drink beer now without it tasting like shit. That's why a lot of beer tastes like shit. That's just because you're Persian. But, I mean, I I drink beer. It's just a lot of it tastes like shit. I mean, most beer tastes like shit. Exactly. It's not saying, no one drinks beer for the taste. Not in fact that I hate carbonation. It makes it even worse. All right, any closing thoughts before... We go. Any closing thoughts before we go? Oh, shit. Uh, we forgot to talk about the Austin Rivers situation. But, I mean, I thought it was funny that he was – I just thought it's funny that he called out the guards of a team that he doesn't even play for anymore, Tom. They don't play the game the right way. Like, Oh, Bear. yeah. Well, they're more, well, I they're think... more talented than you, ever, than, than you ever were. So, like – No, but I think what he's I calling think... out is – I don't think he's calling out the the Rockets. I think he's calling out the Rockets coaching staff for being shit at developing and being like, you are not setting these guys up for success. I mean, I guess like you could look at it one of two ways. He's either saying that the Rockets coaching staff is bad or that the kids aren't playing the game the right way. But I don't know. It's I read into it him basically because he's a coach's son. Yeah, but, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe that might be what he's going for. I don't. He's really not. Know. I don't think he's because players don't really shoot like shots at young guys. I mean, they like, yeah. I mean, they kind of do. It's just I a mean, really low thing to I do mean, to like, guys I mean, to losing to. I mean, Kyrie Irving took shots at our young guys, and he was, and he he went to the Nets the next year. But that that's different. That's different. That was, but like, just in general, guys don't normally just go out of their way to a rebuilding team and shit on their young guys. I that think is, they're. But I think he's shitting on the coaching staff and basically. Maybe being he like, doesn't play there anymore. So. Yeah, but I'm basically, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like he yeah, was part of that Rockets organization. He's probably just shitting on the Rockets organization, being like, "You guys are setting this team up for failure." Like we've talked about, Stephen Silas isn't a good coach, and obviously, I mean, yeah, Austin just, Rivers is indirectly saying, "Y'all have no direction." You're, you guys are coaching this team. Experience was like six games for the worst team in NBA history when his dad was sick. So yeah, like, and they act like he was like this big old architect of the like the greatest offense of all time. But like, I mean, look at the players they had on that roster, and Rick Carlisle was there. Yeah, like I'm not well, Rick Carlisle is doing in Indiana. People forget Rick Carlisle is like a really good Rick, coach. Yeah, he's bit he look at what he did in Indiana before in the first thing. Like look at what he did in Dallas with Yeah, like Indiana, he was great in Indiana, he was great in Dallas, he's great in Indiana again, like Rick Carlisle's a great. Rick Carlisle coach. wasn't fired from Dallas, wasn't it? Like a mutual. It was a resume? mutual. It was a mutual thing because, like, I, they disagreed on the state of where the organization was. Like, going. it was just phys- philosophical differences. The, like, yeah, I think it was more like Mark Cuban wanted a new coach that to like it, the relationship Luka. ran its course. Yeah, they were going into a new. People generation. were saying that Luca forced Rick Carlisle out, but I think it was a Mark Cuban Rick Carlisle thing because Luca was only there for like a few years. Of Rick I just think it was this. Like it, 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 it was a Mark Cuban. The whole Cuban. front office changed too. Like they fired Donnie Nelson and they brought in. I think it was just Mark. Mark Cuban, Cuban like, wanted to change things up. Yeah, and I don't and... Even think Mark Cuban had like any ill intent to those guys. It was basically like, hey, you guys were from the old generation with Dirk Nowitzki. That that. Like we're bad now. We need a new. We have a new direction. We need a new team. Like, and the new guy, Nico Harrison, came from Nike, and he's like twenty years younger. It's just like, look, we just need to 
Yeah, they're just trying new, to get younger. New right? energy, new energy, new energy. Yeah, and, and sometimes wasn't... to do that. Yeah, and like the fact that Ricardo got a job. Like, I mean, of course, also nobody talks about Nate Jorgen. Oh yeah, because the the last Patriots coach because he fucking sucked. He lost the locker room. Yeah, but like he was a wonderkin. But he lost the locker room last year. He's an assistant coach now for the Raptors. He again. lost. Yeah, he lost the locker room. That's why but, they fired him because he lost. Like there was. Did you not see the? There was like a, a report that came out. Yeah, he lost the locker room. Like, but the whole thing was. They wanted they wanted Nate McMillan still all those old players all the veterans they wanted like not and not even like that like Nate Mc, they people wanted Nate McMillan to still be there wasn't his problem that he was like over reliant in analytics I don't know if it was all that but like they didn't like like he lost the locker room so it was clearly pers- it was clearly the way that he talked to and communicated with the players yeah and maybe he went back to the raptors maybe it was analytics i don't know i mean most of the i NBA just remember when he got hired he was said something he was a wonderkin who was like this great analyst like one of the greatest analytics yeah, and i think most teams now under i think most analytics in basketball isn't like it is in baseball it's like analytics in or basketball football. yeah or not yeah there's less to analyze it's like the analytics in basketball led to teams stop the elimination and their like reduction in mid-range jumpers that's what analytics led to and that's why nobody really shoots mid-range jumpers anymore. So I think every team is using analytics at that point. Like, like people already look at like numbers in basketball a lot, and pure scoring numbers are one thing that I don't like. Sportingnews.com says the reason the major problem with Nate Jorgen was, first off, or the major problem with Nate Jorgen during his time in Indiana was his failure to connect with players and staff. His relationship with those in the organization became strained and led to his departure. Yeah. <clears throat> like we didn't we didn't hear anything else about what actually happened we just know that there was like this dis- he not only lost the organized locker room but much of the organization in his one year it was said couldn't move forward with like young coach who struggled to manage a locker room had the Pacers been moving it toward a rebuild the organ would have stayed yeah but they weren't like they they had like now they're clearly not but so this is one of one of Jorgen's former G League players told Bleacher Report when Jorgen was hired, the G League former G League player was surprised because he's not the easiest to work with just on anything. He's kind of stubborn, won't listen, even though it might be a good conversation. He's a micromanager. He's not for everyone. They didn't do their background on who Jorgen was or how he treated people. They just talked hoops with him. Um, yeah, and that's not, and I guess that's not everything, like. It is, One person it is. said he had a had a Jekyll and Hyde thing going where he reportedly screamed at longtime staffers, coaches, and players and was detailed as being controlling. He was just very different. He's not a dick. He's just com- completely out of his element as a leader. and So not ready to be a head coach. Yeah, and like – Maybe he gets another chance in the future, but not ready to be a head coach at this moment in time because he's not mature enough. He hasn't been around enough. That's that's basically. They said he's trying to coach a team that doesn't have, that doesn't he doesn't have. He's trying to fit the system to the players, not the other way around. Yeah, that's you can't do that in today's basketball. Yeah, and then TJ. So supposedly TJ Warren. This explains why TJ Warren, who played under Jorgen when he was an assistant with the Suns, reportedly immediately requested a trade right after Indiana hired him. Oh, that makes sense. 
the dots that's, are starting to connect. Dude, I did not know that. That's I didn't know that either. That Hugh Warren requested trade like immediately after. Wow, that's kind of wild. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Dude, he must have been a real dick. Yeah, like to piss off that many people, bro. Because at the end of the day, you can be a dick and people will still listen to you. Like, you're yeah. Really matter, like, but you must be like an absolute asshole. Like, yeah, like to piss off the organization who like was not really tr- like when he took the job, they weren't really going anywhere. Like they that's hired fucking crazy. Him. They fired him after like a year. That's wild. That's wild. And they hired, they brought Rick back. They had no other, they're like, we need, how can we make this team good? Oh, I know. We'll bring back the guy who led us to like one of our Mr. most Cover. franchise Mr. history. We, final. Yeah. We, oh, we fuck. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm heading out of the closet. I'm, I'm, you get it. I'm, I'm coming out the closet. All right. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, see you tomorrow. Let's play the music. Alright. Good good little end of show rant about Nate Bjorken. That's a name. Bjorken. 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 Whatever his name is. Not a lot of people remember him. Man, what a guy. I just always found that so obscure, that hiring. Yeah, exactly. And it just faded to nothingness. He's one of those NBA guys that will look like, people will be like, remember Nate Bjorken in like 15 years? He'll probably have won like six rings as a, an assistant. Yeah, somewhere. he'll be an assistant, and then like maybe he gets another head. Coach. He's back on the Raptors. He won a ring with the Raptors. Yeah, maybe he gets back. Maybe he becomes a head coach again and leaves. He gets to the bad job and loses the locker room again after two years, and then ten years later we'll look back and maybe York and be like, man, how did this guy get like coaching jobs? Everybody hated him, and he's still. Is that what happened to Jim Boylan? Whatever happened to him? Is he an assistant now? I guess so. I mean, the the second Jim Boylan. There was another Jim Boylan. Talking about the guy for the Bulls most recently. He's an assistant. He was a coach. He hasn't done shit. He just lost it. Just gave up. He, they gave him two seasons. What though? The Bulls? Yeah, also, he's he was the head coach of the U.S. Basketball World Cup qualifying team. Jim Boylan, huh? Yeah. All right, take it easy. I'll see you tomorrow. You too, bud.